Welcome to the finale episode of Joe Picks an NFL Team. In this podcast, Joe has evaluated all 32 teams to find out who he should root for next season and is down to two, the Carolina Panthers versus the Green Bay Packers. Who will Joe pick? What emails do we have from our super fans in this finale episode? Let's find out. Hit it, Jeff. Last episode, you know, I was thinking about it. This is the only episode we have that will actually live up to the title of the entire series because we've discussed NFL teams, we've eliminated NFL teams, we've said maybe to NFL teams, but this will actually be the only episode where we pick an NFL team. Well, I like that you're including me in this, Joe, but I've actually already picked an NFL team, my beloved Atlanta Falcons. You are the one who's been assigning maybes. You've been assigning no's. You've been moving the teams on, and now you will make your choice. But you're not Joe, so that still doesn't live up to the title. I know. I never said it did, Joe. I'm just saying, don't include me in your whatever your selection is. I (laughs) have to dare say... I'm quite happy with my Falcons, but let's not get into that yet, Joe. We've got a a sequence of events here. You know, we could just jump right into the decision thing to talk about the teams, but no. The listeners, the devoted listeners of our podcast want tens of minutes of meaningless fluff beforehand, Joe. So if that's what they want, we're going to give it to them. Joe? I mean, if they only knew how much meaningless fluff you actually edit out. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Joe, I've, I'm, I'm looking at our, our outline here of the, the, the events you want to get to in this podcast, and I'm, I'm going to, if I may, go to a limb here and introduce a new segment, Joe. This segment is entitled, The LA Chargers Dumpster Fire. Oh my God. Joe? This is- Joe? Oh no. <laughs> Just wait. Powder blues, bad routes, team moves, Los Angeles, record Antonio, the winning kick, cool missed, live on television, 0-1, 0-2, tragic Romeo, LA Chargers dumpster fire, it has oh no confines, my five pole on the sidelines, LA Chargers dumpster fire, it has no confines, my five pole on the sidelines. That was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I can't believe we're introducing a new segment that is by far my favorite segment in our last episode. Uh, 
I spent the last hour working on that, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I sang it so many times and still could not come up with a take I was satisfied with. But you know what, Joe? It's a mediocre, safe. It's not Jeff quality. I'm no music laureate. It's, it was, it's so, it, it's not even just like a segment theme song because it's referencing the exact events of last week. It's perfect. <laughs> well, uh, now, Joe, actually, before we get into your, you're right up next on the outline, you talking about the LA Chargers dumpster fire. But beforehand, I want to loop in one of our super fans, super fan Ben, who sent in the following email. Dear Joe and Dan, it's been a long journey. When we all started this trip, the Chargers were still being boycotted by moving companies back in San Diego. I can't even remember the original fair use freebie music you had for the first eight shows or so. Can you remember it? I, I forget. Anyways, speaking of freebies, let me give you a free Chargers recap for week two of the NFL. Gates was dusted off and brought into the game sometime during the third quarter and scored his one forced TD to claim the record. That was actually pretty cool to see the team celebrate him as the rest of the facets of the game crumbled around them. They didn't score any more in the game. What else happened? Koo missed a field goal. Then he went on to also miss the game-winning field goal. He's one for four for the season, so he's probably going to be gone. Uh, Nope, Ben, still there. On to the podcast. I've got to say, question number five. Oh, actually, I don't want to get into that. We'll get into that later, but there you go. That is Ben's quick recap of the Chargers game, Joe. I'm assuming you caught the game or you have some opinion on it. So let's go. LA Chargers dumpster fire. Lay it on me. I mean, first of all, I feel like I feel like I have found my new favorite team and it's rooting against the Chargers. Uh, um, That's going to be a win every week. I know. Well, and it's somehow more special knowing that it's something that would have given me sadness just whatever, six months ago. Um, now actually I can, I can get joy out of the pain. Um, I love, I mean, first of all, like the continuation of finding weird and interesting ways to lose, like, you know, on ESPN, Dan, how they have that like percentage tracker that says like what percent chance each team has of winning the game. Yeah. If you watch like the game cast, not if you, if you're watching it on TV, but like if you're looking at it on the internet, they need a special, they need a special formula just for the chargers. Like, Oh, up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. No, no, they have like a 20% chance of winning the the game is what they do is they're like, we use the data from the last like 300 games to calculate it. What they need to do for the chargers is only use the data from like the last 20 chargers games. And it'll have wildly (laughs) different statistics. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, just the creativity they have of finding different ways to lose these games and the fact that it's continued. I mean, at a certain point, it does just seem like it's just it's just shitty karma for Dean Spanos, which is good. The other thing is in our last episode, I made a comment where I said, oh, there's going to be all these empty seats. And you're like, no, no, no. They're going to be able to fill 25,000 seats. Yeah, definitely. Come on, Joe. It's a soccer stadium. And you, I mean, that was what you said was not like, was the right reaction. Of course, an NFL team, the idea that an NFL team would not be able to fill 25,000 seats is absurd. And yet there they were with a bunch of empty seats, a bunch of fucking dolphin fans in the stands. I mean, how quickly this move has gone bad makes me so happy. The fact that there's already talk of them moving back to San Diego, um, 
it, it, it's insane. It, it, I could not be happier with the reception that they're getting in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's un- and you know the funniest thing about it is everybody like if you listen to people who talk about football and talk about it, everybody's like the thing with the Chargers is the Chargers are actually really good. They're just zero and two, and it's like this. It's the same story every, every year. year with the it's every year. unbelievable. New coach, new city, new stadium. It doesn't matter. Same story. Everything's the same. The the preseason hero, Koo, who makes a team, has this unbelievable you know season in college. He's like right. a YouTube sensation. He's terrible. That he ends up being the, the, the <laughs> instrument of our downfall. <laughs> He's almost cut after two weeks. Oh, my God. It's just – it's amazing. And, and even like – I mean, just – just everything this franchise does is such a fucking joke. And and the way that and also this whole move thing and like the fact that like now now the Spanoses or people are like surprised at the reception. I mean, you and I have been talking about this throughout many, many episodes that every Charger fan that you and I know, when you were down in San Diego, everyone's like, No, I'm not gonna root for the Chargers. Fuck the Chargers. I mean, to a person, I, I don't think I don't remember the server it's exactly, but I remember when I asked, I couldn't find anybody. I, I there were people who who st- still supported the players and said, "Hey, I'm going to root for Philip Rivers or whatever." But screw the team, like I'm yeah. done with them. Every yeah. single person. And people like my dad, who still walks around wearing his Chargers hat, and I'm like, "Dad, you said you hate the team now." He's like, "I do, but I'm not going to let Dean Spanos ruin a good hat for me." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, all right. Um, so, and then the flip side is. There's no one in LA. I don't know anyone in LA who's like, well, now now that the Chargers are here, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on board. Yeah, I've of never heard makes anyone no say sense. That. They're either right. going to be Raiders fans or they're going to be fans of neither of the teams. I mean, it's not any better for the Rams, and the Rams actually seem to be a pretty fun team to watch. All of a sudden, I mean, that's the other thing. If the Rams are actually good, that is terrible for the Chargers. Yeah, it's and you know it's like. As a USC alum, it's just funny the statistic they had last week that the USC game had more combined attendance in both the Chargers game and the Rams game. But yeah. it's just still funny to see the Coliseum with all of the the tarps and stuff over the the seats that they can't fill with uh, the Rams. It's a it's a joke. And on top of that, San Diego actually has a good football team. The San Diego State Aztecs beat Stanford. Wow. Well, Joe, I mean, US, USC has a good football team, too. So, I mean, I'm LA has good ones, too. There was a winning football team in Qualcomm Stadium this week. Oh, there you go. When are the Chargers going to get their first win? Who are they playing this week? I mean, I don't even know. I could not tell you, but they will probably not win. Yeah, we can only hope, Joe. We can only hope. Now, on the subject of the San Diego Chargers, Joe, we had a poll. It's the only poll I've looked at the results of. The other two, I will not see until, I guess, the end of this episode, but the first poll, what is the best name for former Chargers fans? We presented three options, the Dischargers, the Stray Bolts, and other. Joe, the results of that are, wow, 28 total votes, Joe, and the winner, have you seen this? No, I haven't looked. Okay, the winner has 64%. What, What do you think it is? Dischargers, stray bolts, or other? Which do you think the vast majority of people voted for? Knowing our super fans 
and how opinionated they are, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that other was actually the winner. And we're going to have like 25 other opinions. Now, Joe, it would not be the final episode of Joe Picks an NFL team if you weren't wildly wrong about something. And yes, other... (laughs) Was in third place with eleven percent. So no, our super. I mean, fans, third place is third place is close to first place. Our su- it's it's about as close you were in your top third, middle third, bottom third with guesses when you were off by two. <laughs> they coalesced around the suggestion by none other than your younger sister, the Dischargers. Mizrahi's are good. It, it it had to be a Mizrahi that coined the phrase. But Joe, this leads me. Right in to an email from Superfan Tony. The email is entitled, Seriously, Dischargers? Now, of course, Stray Bolts was suggested by Tony, so he is a little yeah, biased. Yeah, I mean, he has a dog in the fight, sure. Yes, he has a dog in the fight, but to start out, he sends uh, this clip, which says his feelings. Bail defeating. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Democracy simply doesn't work. (laughs) I'm seeing that Dischargers is currently way ahead in the poll, and I just don't understand what people are thinking. The most common use of the term discharge are, one, to send someone home from the hospital, two, Mm -hmm. to discharge, honorably or dishonorably, from the military, and three, most of the top Google hits are about vaginal discharge. Seriously. The discharger sounds like a closeted gay army captain that tried to entrap other privates in the don't ask, don't tell era. Say hello to the newest WWE heel, the discharger. In comparison, stray bolts is an actual electrical term, stray voltage, stray current, while also quickly and effectively conveying who you are, where you came from, and where you stand with your fandom. Here's a quick litmus test since you are now all frequent Reddit thread posters. You know in your gut you'd rather introduce yourself to a forum saying, hey guys, Stray Bolt here, rather than, hey guys, I'm a discharger, because you know that begs the question what you're discharging. Ignore the votes, ignore the people, Joe, benevolent dictatorship for the win, don't threaten the whole enterprise of Chargers fans leaving by saddling the group with the dischargers. Wow, so Tony wants me to go against the poll. Yes. Now, now, Joe, we've got the poll results, you've got Tony's opinion. Now, before you, as we said in the last podcast, you're the, this is you. You get right. to set the name for these people. I've got one final email about this from our music laureate, Jeff, who really, it would have been great if he had sent in a jingle for the <laughs> LA Charger dumpster fire segment. But If anything, it makes his jingles look all the more better. Yeah, you know, he said he was using that auto-tune. I don't even know how to do that. I looked up to find auto-tune. I really could have used it. I don't know how you do it, but it would have been great. He says, I was going to send you a bunch of mediocre options along with my favorite, but I'll just cut the shit and send you the best one. Joe, a former Chargers fan, should be called a Sans Diego. Oh, interesting. Stay cool, Jeff. That's it. That is our, in the whole podcast series, I've got no surprise jingles, no more emails from Jeff. Thank you, Jeff, for your final email. Thank you for all your jingles and your hard work. Sans Diego is what he presents to you. Interesting. Interesting. So, I, you know, also, it, 
what the hell did the fans who voted for other and then didn't send in a suggestion? Was that just their their way of saying they didn't like either option and they were hoping someone else would come up with with some other option? Uh, I think that would be, yeah. So based on the number of votes, yeah, that would be uh, six votes. Six people voted other. And, you know, it could have been Jeff voting six times. Right. Could have or been there the were five other people that were like, oh, you know, Jeff's going to come up with something. And I yeah. vote for that. Yeah. I mean, San Diego, Joe. It's got, you know, Sands, Latin <laughs> I like root. It. Okay. So we have three options before us. Dan, unless you want to throw in a fourth option, you know, you've had some time to percolate on this. Uh, I spent all that time making the jingle for the <laughs> LA Chargers dumpster fire segment, Joe. I have not been percolating. I cannot beat the Dischargers, though I do appreciate Tony's arguments. Stray Bolt or Sans Diego? I guess the tough part about Sans Diego is how do you even introduce yourself? I guess you say... You I'm a Sans say- Diegan. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So let me tell you my thought process here. As much as I like Sans Diego, it's a little bit like people would be like, if you said it verbally, they'd be like, would you say Sans Diego or San Diego? And also- Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not like we, as the fans, like we're not without San Diego. I mean- I mean, I am because I don't live here, but like it makes it sound like the fans move, not the team. So, well, it's good. Let's just put put that one aside for a second. Yeah, it's like but, the Chargers are Sans Diego. Right. But they're, you, right, the fans not. are not. Right. Yeah. Right. So I hear I hear Tony's points and I think that he should get extra credit for, you know, coming in and defending his name that that should help I, what it comes down to is what how do most charger fans see themselves and i feel like stray bolts sounds like you're sort of stray you're like wandering you've been led astray you like went you're like out there which is obviously somewhat true i mean i've you know we've been talking for 42 hours about where the hell i'm gonna go with my fandom um on the other hand the thing I like about Dischargers is really being being a, a Charger fan has been like a duty. It's been a jo- it's been hard. And now it's like we are finally like 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 our watch has ended. We are finally discharged of our duty. Yeah. We've been let go. So I think I'm gonna go with the fans, I'm gonna go with the vote, and I think it's officially Dischargers. Yeah, I like it. And you know, not a moment too soon to be discharged from your duty. And and frankly, Joe, it's an honorable discharge for you. I think it's an honorable discharge for all those fans that stuck with the team. I mean, we had one in 15 seasons. I mean, it's, you know, you know, we we dealt with some shit. It's it's been nothing but heartbreak for you. <laughs> I mean, you you you've definitely earned it. You've definitely earned it. I don't I don't even know how anybody could get a dishonorable discharge because frankly, if anybody jumped off the ship at any time in the last 50 years, they also did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, like Ryan Leaf gets a dishonorable discharge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oof. Boy, <laughs> I haven't forgot about that. Oh, Chargers. And he's had a rough time after his career. He may have actually been dishonorably discharged from the Army at some point. Poor Ryan Leaf. 
Yeah, it's a pretty tragic story. It's hard to like it, the the tragedy of him gets lost in how like angry it makes Charger fans. Yeah. Well, there was so much hope. And I, if I recall correctly, that first year wasn't bad. For like a few games, he looked better than Peyton Manning. And then, uh, oof. Oh, how it all collapsed. And it would have been fine had Peyton Manning not been so good. Had he been mediocre, the whole thing would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, he was really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> um, so there you go. Dischargers. All right. The Dischargers. I love it, Joe. I think it works. And, you know, it's like to Tony's point about the, the, the name having somewhat negative connotations, especially when it comes to the anatomy. I think you, you just own that. Like, I think if, if you use the phrase long enough, it'll just mean what you want it to mean. And if you use it to name it after yourself for your fan culture, it's yours. It's not, it's not those. Other, the fact that other things also have that term, like, doesn't matter at all. Yeah. I think it only helps. Like, could there be anything more different than an honorable discharge from the military versus a vaginal discharge? <sighs> yeah, I mean, probably, probably. Look, look, I, I, I do, I, I do feel like sometimes being a Charger fan was like being secreted from someone's, from like an orifice. I think, I think that, I think that fits too. Yeah. It does. It's it is it kind of like the Matrix now, where you've been discharged and you're like you're like covered in yeah. goo, but you like exactly. you get to exactly. start a new life. We left, we left our Charger fandom confused and gooey. Yeah, but now <laughs> Joe, oh my goodness, the confusion. It's confusion so close. is finally clearing. We've cleaned ourselves off. We're uh, we're ready to go for for a new NFL season. I mean, of some spotty decisions you made in the earlier rounds. And uh, the, we'll, we'll get some hate emails into those decisions in a moment, but eliminating the Chargers has has really looked good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I have not looked back, and and like I said, I've been greatly enjoying rooting against the Chargers this year. All right, Joe. I just want to play it again because I worked so hard on it, and that will be. Can you please can you please post the lyrics to this on the super fan page? Absolutely. They're not really that complicated, Joe. But I will, I'm going to close out LA Chargers Dumpster Fire with the song, and then that is it. That was the introduction and elimination of that segment. The, <laughs> the discharge, the segment has been discharged honorably, I would say. Stand fouts, powder blues, bad routes, team moves, Los Angeles, record Antonio, the winning kick, cool missed, live on television, 0-1, 0-2, tragic Romeo, LA Chargers dumps their fire, it has no confines, much five pole on the sidelines, LA Chargers dumps their fire, it has no confines, much five pole on the sidelines. Oh, man. <laughs> Worth every second. Uh, wow. Wow. I hope you're proud of where your life has brought you. 
<laughs> I hope you caught some more lyrics in that time. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dual the dual shoutouts to pulling the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried to come up with new lyrics, but I ran out of time. Joe, I, I got so carried away with LA Charger Dumpster Fire. I forgot that Joe is our last podcast. We're going to have a, a celebratory drink. I, I mean, we skipped that. We're, we're 30 minutes in. Let's go back to the beginning. Pretend we didn't do all that stuff. And Joe, we've gotten almost to the end of this. And I think we have a fitting drink for this last episode. Joe, what are we drinking? Dan, both of us. Drinking together. Popping a bottle of champagne. Is yours unopened? No, I actually already finished the glass. Oh. <laughs> to go pour myself some more. Oh. Well, mine, my bottle is unopened. Do it. Give us a sound effect. I'm going to. Well, I only got the, uh, the one glass bottle. Oh, smart. All right, Joe, here we go. Oh, <laughs> just had, had a screw cap. <laughs> Wait. Let me hear the sound of you unscrewing it. I already did. <laughs> I thought it, it just it tricked me under the the um, under the foil. I thought there was a cap, but it was a it was a screw cap shaped. Ugh, they scammed me. Like a full bottle of champagne was only twice as much as this little cup. But I, ugh. Oh, very exciting uh, <laughs> bottle opening. It was a mediocre bottle opening befitting of this podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Ah. Uh, but, Joe, it's, it's bubbling right now. I'm going to take my sip. And, Joe, when we got together in the beaches of Cancun and came up with this podcast series, the fact that we would get this far is kind of amazing. And, you know, we're not done yet. This could still end horribly and and frankly i think it already has ended horribly but it's going to end which is awesome so joe cheers even though you already drank your your glass yeah cheers dan thanks for doing this with me this was like uh well we'll talk about it more at the end but you know this was a fun process and no matter you know, what the outcome. also to all our super fans out there joe before i clink our listenership numbers have like absolutely solidified for like the last three episodes so we lost you know a few fair weather people who were just rooting for their teams they were dishonorably discharged but our consistent group of super fans have been with us from every from all the way from the elite eight down to this episode they've listened to every goddamn minute of this podcast and you guys really pat yourselves on the back you were just as important as we were frankly in the last two episodes, I've done no research, and I'm just basing it all on the emails that you guys send, which is really, really great for me. So, cheers. Yeah, cheers to the super fans, absolutely. Ah, it's fabulous. It's good champagne. This episode is going mediocrely, <laughs> as per usual. I'm loving it, Joe. You know, the thing about a podcast that the people don't understand out there because now we're we're podcasters. We've recorded enough podcasts. Is sure. I think you start recording a podcast, and we had pretty low expectations at the beginning. We thought ten people might listen to it, and then twenty people. I mean, I remember when we were really excited that we had our first person listen. 
that we knew wasn't someone that we know. Yeah. And then remember when people emailed in that we didn't know. And it was amazing. And then it grew and grew and grew. And, you know, the Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals episode were listened to by, you know, 200, 300 people, whatever. And then we thought, Joe, we're going to be the next Bill Simmons. Like, we're going to be the voice of our generation. You know, Bill Simmons is old. He's stodgy. Right. I mean, that seemed to be the only trajectory that things were going toward. I mean, Joe, we were both pretty confident we were the voice of this generation. And then it turns out, Joe, we were not. We were, but we were the voice of a very like select few weirdos out there. Yes, we are that voice, and, and we've enjoyed being that. And we enjoy the fact that we have such a group of super fans who will listen to this inane crap that we churn out. But at, once I got depressed that we weren't going to be the Bill Simmons of our generation, I then became so happy, especially with the Fantasy Football League, that our super fans out there are so consistent, and I do listen to this inane crap, and I would say the journey, it's been a roller coaster ride, but it's been amazing. And frankly, Joe, if there had been like a thousand listeners, that's too much pressure. I, I don't even want that. Yeah. Well, well, the other thing is that I, I've enjoyed the fact that you and I have never tried to do the podcast in a way that we didn't want to do it. We never fucking chilled for people to review us on iTunes or tried to like mess with the format. Like, you know, we've, we've produced some many episodes that are pretty unenjoyable to someone who's never heard it before because the first 40 minutes is us spouting inside jokes and talking about fucking horse shows or whatever. But it's what we wanted to do. Joe, and I'm going to have some details about those. Hor- well, so I shouldn't even say the, that. I shouldn't I'm even so say excited that. for the horse show details. No, I, I only have one sentence about the horse shows, but it's going to be enough. But, you know, Part of the community that's that's grown up around this show, which I love, is no matter what team I pick, and I don't know, I, I'm sure you feel the same way, Dan. It's it's already changed the way that I watch football because I can't watch. I'll never be able to watch the Falcons play the Saints again and not think about Jeff and Jay. Yeah, or watch the Bengals and think about Tony scream screaming who dat or who day. Get the two confused still. It's. I, think I feel it's like now I have who day gonna beat them Bengals. Got it. It's pretty fucking confusing still. Um, I could be wrong though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or think about all the nice people from Houston, or think about you know yeah. Karsten on the sidelines at the Cowboys games. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I now feel like I have a connection to so many NFL teams because of the super fans. And for me. I really enjoyed that Sunday Night Football game because I was torn on who I'd be rooting for, but I found myself having no trouble rooting for the Falcons the whole time. I enjoyed it every second. And you know, not to make everything about Trump, but obviously Donald Trump is a giant jackass talking about football and being a general idiot. And then I was people were like, ugh, Donald Trump's making stupid comments. And they're like, look at all the, the people who donated to Donald Trump. And of course, Daniel fucking Snyder has donated a million dollars to Donald Trump. <laughs> and it's and I'm like, you know what? And I looked up my man, Arthur Blank, and Arthur Blank hasn't donated to Donald Trump. And in fact, Arthur Blank has come out a few times. And look, I don't know. Arthur Blank is a multi-billionaire CEO of Home Depot. It would not shock me if he was a Republican. But Arthur Blank 
A, is a Jew, and B, came out, you know, when Donald Trump, when they released that stupid statement on, like, Holocaust Day, and they didn't even mention Jews, or whatever. It's like, Arthur Blank came out and was like, I don't know what the president is doing, but he's a fucking idiot. And I'm like, hey, that's my, that's my owner. Like, that's my yeah. adopted team. Yeah. That's my adopted owner, and I'm proud of him. And my actual team's owner fucking sucks. And it's really interesting, because I hope a year from now, and I know for you it's a process, but I actually... I now, at the end of this podcast series, I want to transition from being a Washington football club fan to a Falcons fan. And it's hard because when I watch the team on the field, I, you know, it's just so hard to break so many years of rooting for them. And I know for you, the Chargers did this like they did the ultimate betrayal. You know, it's like they, you have a girlfriend and you just like she cheats on you or something. And you're like, well, you've crossed the line. Right. It's almost better because you're like, okay, now this is done. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, as a Washington fan, like, it's it's just like the boiling frog thing. Like it's worse, and and in some sense, it's the worst was in the past, and now it's like been getting better. But still, I would never choose that team if I were choosing teams. And I'm this year. I'm going to try to be a Falcons fan in addition to being a Washington fan. And I hope that at some point I can transition fully to being a Falcons fan. I want to choose a team like you are doing right now. I, I aspire to be. You. I love it. I mean, there's no way that on that beach in Mexico, we we would have predicted that you would have come out of this feeling this strong and affinity for a team. I mean, and I know you liked, well, I guess that was even before the Super Bowl. Oh, no, no, it was after the Super Bowl. Um, I was rooting for them before. I, I liked right. them the whole time. But this process certainly has given you a new insight and new appreciation for them, too. Oh, absolutely. Because as we, as you went through the dimensions of the team, you know, there, there are things and there are some things about, you know, these two teams that are interesting too, that I guess we'll get to when we get to the decision. But I think the 12, you know, facets of the team, some of them were kind of stupid, but some of them were really, really interesting. And it was, you know, really good to look like, to think about how the Falcons handled the Michael Vick situation, like in comparison to right now, how the Cowboys are dealing with the Ezekiel Elliott situation or right now about how other teams deal with it. It's, right. it, it really gave you insight into the teams. And then, you know, obviously I, I, I don't want to get into the two teams cause we've got just pages and pages of stuff about them from, from our emailers, mostly Riley, the diabetic who really, <laughs> really brought it. Thank God for Riley. Yes, he's he's a real MVP of this whole podcast series. But it it's amazing to come away from this knowing how much. And you know that I like tell Megan the most interesting stories. And my favorite story of the whole podcast series was when I looked at the owner, and the owner was getting in the lawsuit because the the he married the younger wife who was only feeding him like candy and wine <laughs> yeah. and now megan as a lawyer she like finds cases like that and this this is happens all the time where like a man marries a younger woman and the younger woman like essentially is doing everything in her power to make sure the guy dies as quickly as possible but then not but like rewrites the will to make sure they get it and first of all i don't want to even say that with too much judgment when they say dies trying to make his life like ultra enjoyable, but without necessarily maybe honoring the legacy the person had been considering building for like right. the first like 80 years. And uh, it happens all the time. And it's just amazing that it happened to an NFL owner. It's amazing that like the stories like that come up when you research the teams. Totally. No, I mean, I, 
I mean, I feel like I should have thought about this, but I mean, I'm trying to think of my favorite story that I learned from the podcast. I mean, I still do wonder about, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about the guy trying to uh, pay with gum. Yeah. Uh, the crime water <laughs> stuff is pretty funny. The guy who tried to um, <laughs> dig himself a ditch and hide in it to hide from the cops in a construction site. Yeah. Um, the, the pay with gum. I mean, that in my editing sessions, that and the royalties, Joe. I just... <laughs> <laughs> and I, the, the funny thing is I saw when they were showing the Chargers, like running into the stadium, like they all do it with the like fire thing. And the royalties yeah, would be the steaming, so good. <laughs> uh, the steaming teapot would be so perfect. Oh, my God. And the whistle. Ugh. <laughs> oh, man. It's true. And the fact that we've actually gotten – this is the other thing that I've very much enjoyed. There's a lot of conversation about mascots and who would beat who. We've gotten like real answers from people who know things about large cats or know things about horses or know things about uh, birds uh, that have actually, I think, settled quite a few of those arguments. It's It's been amazing. And Karsten's Laser Bills logo too. I, I have to give that Laser a shout Laser Bills out. is great. It's all great, Joe. All right, enough reminiscing. Let's get down to business, Joe. We've now hit the the 40-minute mark, which is normally the mark where the inane bullshit is done and we got to get to business. We've got a task at hand, Joe. We've got rules set up. We've got an outline of how you're going to make this decision. But as the amuse-bouche, before we get into that, Superfan Jay, my good friend, (laughs) Superfan Jay, my Fellow, fellow fellow falcon fan fellow fan has sent not so much a information looking forward about your decision but information looking backwards and i'll just give him the floor from superfan jay enjoy the billy graham museum and of course flying through atlanta to get there you done fucked up joe our arms are still open for when you realize what you've done fuck the rules I'm genuinely worried for you at this point. The Panthers fan base is fair weather and boring. The Green Bay fan base is elitist and annoying. This might as well be Jags versus Cowboys. It's hard to believe that the end of this, Bez may have been right all along. The Chargers were a better option the whole time. You have ruined your chance at having a true rival. I understand the Packers-Bears rivalry is one of the most legendary in all of football, but are you really ready to root for the Packers while wearing a Cohen jersey? As for the Panthers, they are the other guys. When they are good, they puff up their chest and act like they're some sort of historic rivals. When they're bad, they're nowhere to be seen. You could have joined us in our hatred for the Saints, and you could have shared in our ambivalence toward the Panthers. Instead, you have done the unthinkable. You have abandoned the team that should have been your home, not for the similarities towards the Chargers, but for the $2 hot dogs and sodas with unlimited refills, for the Sky Bridges, For the ocean that is nowhere near Atlanta. I forgot about that one. (laughs) For the CNN Center. For the fuzzy colas. For the fantasy talent. For the botanical gardens. For the fact that Rob actually doesn't like us. For Home Depot. For Samuel L. Jackson. Atlanta was the choice. Dan knows. I know. And I think at this point, Jeff knows too. Oof. Well, I'm with you, Jay. Lakes and fjords, Joe. Lakes and fjords. Whatever. I'm out of breath. I guess I hope you choose the Panthers. 
I don't mind winning a couple of free beers off you and Jeff every year. Fuck the Saints. No one cares about the Panthers. Watch Sunday Night Football and see what you've done. By the way, he sent this before Sunday Night Football. Oh, but good call. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the future. You blew a 28-3 lead from a guy named Jay. P.S. Oh, yeah. Horses jump over stuff at my kind of horse shows. Points to Dan for being the closest. No points for Joe. Wait, didn't you say that it was like a car show? No, I said there's nothing at the show that would possibly impress me because it's just horses jumping over shit. Right, and I suggested that if they did close-up magic, you'd be impressed, and you agreed. Of course, but they don't do close-up magic, Joe. They jump over stuff. And yet, yet. I believe, I believe, I believe in look, Jay. He could... If somebody is going to train a horse to do close-up magic, it's going to be Jay. And Absolutely. That, nobody can argue that, but Jay is not some sort of deity jay is bound by they have hooves joe that's what makes it so impressive i know it would be impressive but no they just jump over shit and jay i don't know maybe he massages them or something i don't know what he does but he does something very crucial to that and i was right about everything this is jay and dan we're now I, i should put myself in nfc south corner uh because man i i agree with him I think he did fuck up, and frankly, boy, what a segue into section number one of, we're now into the decision phase, Joe. You are going to become the decider. We've waited oh so long for this. We've done so many episodes. Section one of this actual decision phase is talk about the games. Did you watch Sunday Night Football, Joe? Oh, so we're starting with the Packers. Yeah. Well, we're starting with my Atlanta Falcons versus your potential Green Bay Packers. Now, as a Falcons fan who is watching this through the visor of the Falcons, I can tell you, oh my God, the are they going to blow this lead thing is really fucking annoying. Like, shut the fuck up, commentators. Every NFL team is like that. Like, every NFL team gets a lead, then the other team scores a touchdown, and then you're like, you're worried about it. This isn't unique to my Falcons. My Washington football club is the same thing. Like, every team is like this. But anyways, they wouldn't shut up about it. They wouldn't stop showing replays of that goddamn Super Bowl. But, Joe, what did you see from the Packers in that game? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, first of all, you're totally right. And there were so many moments in the game where – you could tell they're like, is this going to happen again? And they're, and they're referencing it. And it's like, well, not really. Like, I mean, that would like the Packers never really had a momentum for that. I mean, obviously there are moments where you can like do the mental, like arithmetic of like, okay, if they score here and then if they score again and get the two points, like, yeah, of course. But like, you know, the Packers did not look amazing in this game. And, And I mean, you know, just to be honest, the Falcons look like a better team. I mean, had had things gone differently and this was the game we were watching, it would have really helped the Falcons because they just look like a stronger offense, stronger defense. The, you know, the all the all the all the struggles and the sort of potential hangover that the Falcons exhibited the week before against the Bears seemed to be gone. It looked like they banished it. You know, they had, they, this was a, their chance, especially if they got up to the big lead and blew it, but they, they got up to the big lead and they held on. Yeah. Yeah. And 
look, I mean, I think that no impartial person could watch that game and not come away from it saying, okay, right now, just like personnel for personnel, the Falcons are the better team. They just are. They're, they're, they're a, a better team right now. Now, the things that the Packers were exhibiting, like, I mean, they, you know, Aaron Rodgers still looked really good. Their offense still looked tough. Like their, their defense still seemed like it can bring, you know, a lot of like pressure on the quarterback when it has to. So it's not like they look terrible, but they did look outclassed by. Yeah. By and Atlanta, to get no question into about the it. football section to defend your potential team a little bit, they're two starting guards did not play, which is a big fucking problem if you're a football team and 40% of your offensive line is not playing your starting offensive line and Jordy Nelson. And now I'm like, this is getting a little too much into football, but I'm starting to think that Jordy Nelson is actually more important to the Packers than Aaron Rodgers is because they get on those scramble plays. And every time Aaron Rodgers is running around being insane, yeah, it's he always throws like a forty yard pass to Jordy Nelson, and Jordy Nelson got hurt like five minutes into the game yeah. and didn't come back, and he was clearly very. And I think your boy, Randall Cobb, also got hurt a little bit and missed some time in the game. So the the, the Packers were definitely without some of their very key players for pretty much the entirety of the game, and they still you know were in it, which which shows the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. The other thing. Is I had my first moment of like uh, real, real annoyance at McCarthy that I feel like I would experience as a fan too, where just some of the play calling and, and I don't know does he call the offensive plays? I'm sure we talked about this, but I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. But like just some of the decisions of like it. It was you know the fourth quarter they're down. And it's like why are you still trying to establish the run? What the fuck are you doing? You have Aaron Rodgers. Well, Mike McCarthy is famous for establishing the run. Yeah, you don't. When you when you are down in the fourth quarter and you have Aaron Rodgers, you don't need to establish the run. Yeah. If it like Bill Belichick, when he comes in and the matchups are appropriate, they'll throw the ball like 80% of the time. And when the matchups aren't appropriate, they'll run the ball like the opposite, you know. And Mike McCarthy really has an obsession with establishing the run. Yeah, I was I was watching that and I was just like, oh my God, this is this would be a thing if I were a fan of the Packers. This would be something that would very much annoy me. Yes. Oh, it will. It will. So that was the game. Now the Packers, they did not win. They, you know, whatever, had some sort of showing that a mediocre showing. Yeah, they didn't win. And and I will just say, I mean, I don't know that I'm coming away from it thinking anything about the Packers that I didn't think before. Right. Like, I'm not trying to pick them because they're the best team in the NFL right now. And, you know, I think. Of all their ratings, we rated McCarthy lower than a lot of other coaches. And, you know, we sort of know that that they don't often even live up to their own potential and also that their potential, that their, that their ceiling right now may not be as high as, as other teams. They're not the greatest team in the league right now. So I don't know if I came away from it surprised. I mean, if anything, I probably came away from it like, oh shit, like the Falcons like really aren't going to have, I mean... It's two games, whatever. But like, it seems like they are on a good trajectory to not have that um, Super Bowl loss hangover. So, you know, that's good for for you and Jay, I guess. So, if you had to guess, what do you think right now after the two games, the Falcons Super Bowl odds are, and what do you think the Packers Super Bowl odds are? 
which of course is much more about potential than whatever happened in any one game. And just to anchor you, the New England Patriots are number one at four to one, and they're both and they're both one and one now, and they're oh, both the Falcons in the are NFC. two and zero. Oh right, okay. My Falcons, Joe, after beating your your boy, the the smarmy Jew, oh, Tariq, and he had a good week too. Love that guy. I would guess Falcons are eight to one. Packers are ten to one. Did did you look that up beforehand? No. You just said that out loud? Yeah. They're both exactly right. You are correct. Wow. Falcons, that's insane, Joe. Wow. Look at your you watch the games, Joe. You're getting your finger on the pulse. <laughs> I know. All right. Now now I'll really test you. I, I pulled the Super Bowl odds for the uh the four final four teams and your Los Angeles Chargers. So uh what what do you think it is for the Chargers? What do you think their Super Bowl odds are right now? I mean, it it should be a thousand to one, but I I yeah, it's probably probably fifty to one. <sighs> fifty five to one. Wow. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's the last one. I'll, I'll save the other ones when we're talking about the the other two teams for this matchup. But um, I'll also note you said it should be a thousand to one. The Jets have the highest odds of anything I've ever seen before. The Jets Super Bowl odds are ten thousand to one. <laughs> Like, literally, you can bet that. You can bet $1 on the Jets to win $10,000. I mean, if you're a Jets fan, you should do that, right? I mean, like, oh, you actually you just, should go and do I've that. I've never, like, I thought the screen had, like, a typo. There were so many zeros. But it's true. Because, because why? I mean, look, you're a Jets fan. Crazier things have happened. Why not? Why not do it? Yeah, I don't think so. This would be pretty crazy. But anyways, Joe, okay. But, but I will just say... I know there are many listeners who are who are only football fans and won't get this. Leicester won the fucking Premier League. They weren't ten thousand to one though. No, well, I still think that that was an unlikelier thing to happen. They were they were slated for relegation. Whatever. Anyways, Joe. So do you? Have, that's you've you've got your final feedback. I mean, it, it sounds like you've got a very good feel for both the Falcons and the Packers. You know, this obviously this one game happened. Both teams are still. Uh, I think they're they're still the the first and second most likely team to win the NFC. So and you, you nailed their their figures around. You saw the game. You obviously saw the Packers injury. Atlanta at home opening the new stadium. You saw the the unbelievable oh, hologram projection. That they showed off. Nice. They showed off the the fan friendly menu during the game. I mean, could not have been a better homecoming for the Falcons. And obviously they. Instead, they channeled all that energy into a win, which is great, but they had a lot of stuff going for them. Now, Joe, the other game of the week, the Buffalo Bills against the Carolina Panthers. What were your takeaways from that game? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps the Packers a lot that the Panthers also had a really bad game. Um, I mean, even though it was a different result, uh, you know, on one hand, I think it's super interesting and exciting that the Panthers have only given up six points in two games. That's yeah, pretty fucking amazing. I don't know, like, I don't know how few points they'd have to give up in their next couple of games for that to be a record, but it's got to be close to a record. That's amazing in the modern NFL. But on the other hand, they played the Niners and the Bills, so it's not like they're playing against these offensive powerhouses. 
Look, the um, Niners did not look so terrible on Thursday night football. No, and they scored a shitload of points. So my point is that, like, we don't know yet because of the level of competition, but it might be that the Panthers' defense is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and when you watch them, it doesn't just look like incompetent offense. Like, they bring a lot of pressure. Uh, they're, they, they break up plays when they have to. I mean, I think that actually this defense might be a really solid defense, and it might be a year like... I mean, actually thinking about the Broncos team that beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl where where their defense is really the thing that carries them. I mean, the thing that that was, I think, maybe disappointing about the Panthers game, well, not maybe, it was disappointing about the Panthers game, was um, watching the offense really struggle. And like a lot of drives where they'd have big plays, they'd be moving the ball well, and then would just get caught in the 20, 30-yard line area. And... It honestly reminded me a lot of the Chargers because, I mean, Phillip Rivers the last couple of years has had that problem too where he's actually like puts up decent stats, puts up decent numbers, looks good, but can't – really has trouble getting things in the end zone. And it felt like yeah. that. The other thing is Cam Newton sort of reverted. Like I talked in the last episode about how he looked really good in the first half – or looked really bad in the first half of the game and then looked much better in the second half. This was sort of first half Cam Newton for a lot of the game where he missed a lot of targets, missed missed my favorite player McCaffrey in the end zone for an easy touchdown. Um, And the other thing that I noticed about him too is he's a very quick quarterback. Like he ran for a few um, big gains and like that's always exciting uh, when a quarterback breaks off a run. But he's not a very evasive quarterback, which is sort of an interesting combo. Like he doesn't doesn't do well with pocket pressure for someone who is as fast as he is, or at least he wasn't in this game. Yeah. Well, to give some context to to your feelings about it, I just pulled up the DVOA rankings, which we discussed in our final episode. We understand they're weighted based on the teams they're playing, but of course, in these early stages, teams haven't played that much so it's hard to exactly tell but the number two defense by their ratings is the carolina panthers the number Mm -hmm. three defense by their ratings is the buffalo bills so uh, according to these ratings carolina was playing an extremely difficult defense carolina's offense is ranked number 22 so they have a below average offense but overall they're ranked number five because greatness on defense is is overpowering the fact that they suck on offense, which obviously you've seen in these two games that they've allowed so few points. Compared with the Green Bay Packers, according to DVOA, 19th best defense, 11th best offense, mediocre in both, putting them 14th overall. My Atlanta Falcons have the fourth best offense, but only the 23rd best defense. But again, you know, if I'm looking at this, I say, you know, there there have been so few games you know, it, it's still honing in a little bit. And, and maybe Carolina has the second best defense only because they're, you know, when Carolina starts playing Atlanta, we'll, we'll see exactly right. really right. how that defense stacks up. But, you know, your observations are, are definitely matching the stats right on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the big thing that I left this game wondering, and this is just something that like, so similar to watching the Packers and thinking like, oh, is Mike McCarthy really going to be this annoying if I'm, if I'm a Packer fan? Watching the Panthers thinking, like, is there something up with Cam Newton? And I honestly, 
I haven't gone onto the Panthers Reddit page, so I don't know how the fans feel about it, but it does just seem to me like there's something up with him. And I know he has a shoulder injury and whatever, so maybe that's something that he has to work through, but I hope this isn't like a downward trend. Yeah, well, look, the team's 2-0, and and, and you know, the thing about teams with great defenses is if you got a great defense, you're going to be in every game. Yes. And Cam Newton was the MVP of the NFL two years ago. So if Cam Newton can get even close to that and this defense is elite, and look, this defense, it's not like this defense is devoid of stars. The defense has tons and tons of star players, and obviously two years ago their defense was very, very elite. Yeah, no, and they're a very exciting defense to watch too. They're fun to watch, absolutely. All right. So, Joe, you saw the Panthers game. You've got a read on them. I've given you stats about them. Guess what their Super Bowl odds are. (sighs) Really good defense, but tough division, too. I mean, so you have to look at it and say, well, if they're in a division with a team that is 8-1 to to make the playoffs or to win the Super Bowl, that means that they have to go through that team, and they or they would just be the wild card, which is just a tougher road. Let's say... 18 to 1. Yeah, there's no way you could have guessed it high enough, but I'm already impressed with your line of thinking. But Joe, if you become a Panthers fan, bet on them at 30 to 1. They're 30 to 1 right now. Wow, that's that that seems too high. <laughs> They're 31 and I think your your reasoning is there and and this isn't, you know, not only do they have to win the division out off the Falcons, who are the NFC favorite, but they're going to have to go through, you know, to win, to get to the Super Bowl. They're going to have to beat either the Packers or the Falcons. And then they're going to have to beat the Patriots or some other elite team. And, you know, clearly Vegas puts... So the other team in the Final Four, in the Joe Pixon NFL team bracket, the Seahawks, what do you think their Super Bowl odds are right now? A team that's only 1-1. One and one. Only 1-1, one and one, but they don't look great. They look like they're really struggling, actually. Um I feel like it should be lower than the Panthers, but they do have an easier division road. So you can say, okay, well, you can say they're they're definitely going to make the playoffs, so that helps them. They're definitely going to win the division, though maybe not with the Rams, but I would say like Vegas still thinks that they're the shoe-in. Okay, so um, probably maybe they're closer to 18. So let's say 16 to 1. They're 10 to 1. They're the same as the Packers. That's way too high. That's way too. The Seahawks have not looked good at all. But this is the the point is Vegas is they are looking ahead and and your points about winning the division. I mean the 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 Panthers are not the favorites to win their division. The Seahawks are overwhelming favorites, so that in itself is worth a lot because once you get to the playoffs, right. you don't have to win that many games. You know, and you're getting home games. But Vegas believes that. I mean, we've seen good stuff out of the Falcons for this year and last year. No hangover, and I think that's where the NFC favorites. The Packers, obviously, we know the highs they're capable of. We see it. We saw it last year. We see it every year. The Seahawks, we know the highs they're capable of. The Panthers, on the other hand, were pretty pretty bad last year. And yeah, they're 2-0 this year, but they haven't looked entirely impressive doing so. So, you know, if you're a Panthers fan... You're seeing the best, and you're saying, hey, Vegas, you, you don't see what's going on. You don't see this defense that's elite. You don't see this offense that's starting to gel. They're starting to, to you know work McCaffrey in or whatever. 
Or they're saying, hey, this team was bad last year. This team's played two bad games. And how is this? They're not going to win their division. They got to get in in the wild card, you know? And, and that's, it, it's crazy to think that the Falcons are 8-1, and one, the Chargers are 55-1, and one, and the Panthers are almost closer to the Chargers than they are to the Falcons. But, you know, that's, it's the case. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see I could see the logic in look in order to win the Super Bowl, you have to make the playoffs. Uh, and if you can say that that a team like the Seahawks is likely to make the playoffs and possibly even get a bye week, which then puts them one game closer, like that does have to be given a lot of weight. And then also, I mean, you, you add to the fact that like you know, as we talk about, the Panthers have to play play Atlanta twice. So if they so if Vegas thinks that Atlanta is this great, then obviously like that's going to, you know, for multiple reasons negatively impact the Panthers um odds. But it, it that does still seem pretty high for a team that's 2 and 0 and that was, I mean, really good just 2 years ago. Yeah. Look, those are the Vegas odds. So I mean, Joe, honestly, if by the end of this episode you choose to be a Panthers fan, you it is almost your duty to go put like 30 bucks on that to win yeah. a grand. I'm going to do that anyway. I'm going to put 10 bucks on the Jets too, just in case. <laughs> win 100K? I mean, how nice would that be? It'd be good. It'd be good. The minute the Jets showed any signs of life, I would become a Jets fan. Joe, the Jets aren't in it though. The Jets have already been eliminated. We only have two teams left. We've talked about the games. We've given our very uneducated and ignorant views of our watching of the football. You could say we're casual fans talking about that casually, but now we're getting into the meat of this decision, Joe. For the championship round, in addition to watching the games, you had one other method you were going to do to discern what the fandom of this team would be like. And from my understanding, you purchased or borrowed hats for both of the teams and wore them around for some period of time and wrote down your experiences. What happened, Joe? All right. So first of all, just a quick correction for the record, Dan, and you should know me well enough to know this. I did not buy hats because I would never cover up my hair. I bought visors because visors, I could still stick my hair above the visor. Joe, that's visor. You disgust me. I mean, maybe me as a as a hair wanting person is like I'm just bred to hate the concept of a visor. But man, everybody who wears visors, I hate. Steve Spurrier, Phil Mickelson, ugh. All people with with you know heads of hair, Dan. I mean, look. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I didn't wear a visor, if I got funny looks from people, I wouldn't know. Is it because I'm covering up my beautiful head of hair, or is it because of the team that I'm I'm repping right now. I would not know. Ugh. All right, Joe. So you got a Panthers visor and a Packers visor. You bought them both or did you borrow one? I mean who I would bought have them a visor? from Amazon. Bought them from yeah. Amazon. And uh you know, so I could promptly return them. Uh if I so choose though I I assume I'll keep one of them. So one thing, it was not a totally scientific experiment because just full disclosure two variables that were interesting. One, I wore the Packers visor the week that the Packers had just played the Seahawks. Ooh. So there was some like, so, so that, that, that was a factor, right? Not just played them, but beat them. Right. Right. 
the other factor just to think about is that I wore the Panthers visors on football Sunday. So there was a little bit more camaraderie or like football thinking in there, but that just happened to be the two days I I was wearing it because I can't wear a visor to work. (laughs) Not surprisingly. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, just to walk down the two experiences, I mean, so I actually think the, I had two experiences that were actually pretty emblematic of what it would be like to be a fan. So with the Packers visor, I got a lot of what I perceived to be dirty looks or like scoffs or whatever. But I do think that that was mostly because the Packers had just beat the Seahawks and like a visor is like a fairly like ostentatious piece of clothing to wear. Right. It's not like I happen to put on this shirt or I always wear a baseball cap and it's my Packers cap. Like you're wearing a visor to wear a visor. But I also got just a lot of like random go pack, go pack, go pack, go Really, Um, just like around town. So that was, that was the Packers experience was it was, it, it did not go. And like I said, it's a visor. So I feel like maybe it gets a little bit more attention than like a random t-shirt would, but um, it got noticed. On the other hand, the Panthers visor went completely uncommented on. And like I said, it was football Sunday. So kind of everyone was wearing different jerseys or whatever. I mean, obviously 99% of the people are wearing Seahawks jerseys, but like you still yeah. see Raiders jerseys around, whatever. Went virtually uncommented on until I went grocery shopping and my checker, Demetrios, was wearing a Panthers jersey. That's huge. We're wearing a Cam Newton jersey and... Cam Newton jersey. He starts talking to me about the team. And <laughs> it's like clear within five seconds, I don't really know that much about the team. Oh, no. So I had to like, I had to fess up and I was like, well, actually, I'm pick- I'm still picking a team. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk about the podcast because that was going to be too complicated for the interaction. Yeah. Uh, I was like, actually, I'm still picking a team. So I'm <laughs> trying to see what it's like to be a Panther fan. And the conversation did not take like a pause. It was fine. But I, but I think he thought that that was a little bit of odd behavior. But at the end, he gave me a keep pounding, which was very exciting. Oh, very. And. You know all about it now. Absolutely. So I felt like it was emblematic in the sense that the Packers were a broader experience that was more universal, but a lot shallower, where the Panthers was more off the beaten path. But when I finally, like, had I known about the Panthers and been a Panthers fan, I could have had a really good conversation with Demetrios. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't to be because I still don't know that much about the Panthers, but the opportunity is there. The opportunity was there. And it's like, I do think that like, you know, one thing that it brought up for me is like, look, like I always felt like this up here with the Chargers. If I saw someone wearing a Charger shirt and you know me, Dan, I'm not a friendly guy. I had like an instinct to be like, hey, Charger fan, like, you know, like, what do you think about Philip Rivers? Or like, man, our, our Coach sure, sure sucks. Like, why won't they fire him? Why Why is North Turner still our head coach? Yeah, yeah. Why is North Turner still there? Do you think they're going to move? Or you, still, you know, like, you have an instinct to talk to that person where if you're up here and you're a Seahawk fan, you see someone wearing a Seahawk jersey, you're like, ah, whatever. Um, and in fact, I don't know if you ever find this when you go back to D.C., but sometimes when I go back and visit San Diego... I'll like see someone wearing a Padres hat and I get all excited. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in San Diego. 
Like, like of course they're wearing Padre hats. Joe, I have been to San Diego twice in the time since I've last visited DC. Beautiful, beautiful place. But more, probably more than that. Probably like three or four times. But to say your point, this is actually the weekender where people from USC come up to Berkeley because USC just beat Berkeley this week, and. I was in my supermarket and saw two or three people with USC clothing on. And of course I don't want to talk to them because they're probably assholes, but it it is an interesting experience when you see like, Hey, what are you doing here? And then you're like, Oh, I know why you're here. Right. 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 And so I do feel like if I were a Panther fan, you would get a lot, you know, you get that like, Oh shit, it's another Panther fan where if you're a Packer fan and you know, I've just very much had my eyes open for it. Now that I'm thinking about it, you see Packers stuff and Packer hats and also Cowboys and Raiders like everywhere all the time. Definitely. Like if I walked out on the street right now, there's a big Oktoberfest down the hill from my house right now. If I walk down the hill, it probably would take me 30 minutes to find someone in, in one of those three colors. Definitely. I mean, if you were if you went in there and you had a bingo card and you had to find Raiders hat, a Packers hat, a Cowboys hat, it wouldn't be hard. I mean, right. it wouldn't be hard at all. But if you have right. to find somebody with a Panthers hat, obviously it could take it, a week. Well, well if yeah. it's you, you're going to be wearing a visor, so it's not going to it's not going to count. But yeah, obviously there it's it's a small market team, but it's you know, it's just a different sort of a fan base. It's a different sort of team to root for. Yeah, I mean, those are my two takeaways. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly like not even sure which is better. I'm not even really drawing conclusions from it because I think that 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 they both actually have their positives and their negatives. But, um, but that's what it was like being a fan of both teams. All right, Joe. We've now reached the point of the podcast where we've had enough inane banter that we're we're gonna get to the meat. I hope. I'll put in the podcast description, just skip the first 80 minutes if you want to get to the the action. (laughs) Joe, I've got emails supporting each team, and I've got Riley the Diabetics super in-depth email that attacks the argument from four different angles. He's done a pro and con for every team, for each of the teams, and then I will conclude with my final argument which I've got in the bag. I've got ready to go. The question is, do you want to start with... No, not where we start. Do you want to end with a positive about each team or do you want to end with a negative about each team? Are you going to take the Jedi view or are you going to take the Sith view? What The last taste in your mouth, do you want negative or positive? Let's end with the negative. Let's do the positive first. You want the positive first. Okay. Wow. Joe, I can't actually... There's so many... I can only do that for Riley. Riley has, has segregated <laughs> well, his stuff Dan, so nicely. Wait, why did you give me that choice? Well, because Fine. I assumed you were going to say the opposite of that. So, And then it would all work out. But... <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. You know what, Dan? Let's, let's, we should end with the positive. Let's start with the negative. Okay. I mean, every, it's the other ones are a mishmash. Riley really segmented. Like, Riley even color-coded his email. Here, okay. So, you know, we're, we're just going to go. I'm just going to go. Let's, let's mix it all up. I, I told you to. I have some feedback from Rob. I'm going to throw that into a pro-packer 
argument because Rob sent me some stuff that I feel like I want to give Rob at least one last word on the podcast. Perfect. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say what Superfan Ryan had to say. Then I'm going to say what Superfan Yannick had to say. Then you say what Rob had to say. Then we will get into Riley's email. So we start with Superfan Ryan. Guys, congratulations on getting to the end of this huge project. Ever since I discovered the podcast, I fully expected Joe to give up halfway through this, and he'd pick whatever team he talked about last. Yeah, You and me both, Ryan. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about the Packers. They're a great and, and talented franchise, and I would have no issue with Joe rooting for them. They're not the Vikings. As for the Packers, I never expected them to get this far. They have defied all the odds. Thanks, Rob. To get to this point and got here for a reason, the thing that speaks to Joe's heart, they are owned by the people. You can be part of the ownership of this team, your team, and you will never have to worry about a jackass like Spanos again. Best regards, Superfan Ryan. P.S. The quarterback flex position was the worst idea you ever had. Somebody trade me a quarterback, please. <laughs> oh, wrong. Yeah, if you don't have a quarterback in that league, you're... You're you're in in a bad place, Joe. We just this was discussed in the message board. Next year, we're just having seven flex positions. I love it. Wait, and then okay, hold on. Let me ask this question though. <laughs> and now now we're just gonna have message board conversations on our podcast. I said in that in that message board we should just have seven flex positions, and then I think Jay or maybe it was someone else said, yeah, but only three of them can be quarterbacks. Was he just saying like, logistically, we should make that rule? I think all no. seven can be quarterbacks. Oh, of course, all seven can be quarterbacks. If, if you can buy seven, like the thing is, when we have seven flex positions, quarterbacks, you should not be able to literally buy three starting quarterbacks. Like they should go for so <laughs> right. much in the right. auction. Right. And if you can, then you do, like if you can buy five quarterbacks because the auction is so inefficient, then you you win the league. Congratulations. And your six-person bench should be the six backup quarterbacks of whatever are the oh, six yeah. likeliest quarterbacks yeah. to get yeah. injured in the league. Yeah, like in the uh, – the thing is, the most fun in a fantasy football league is the auction. Like, I understand week-to-week is fun, but the auction, it's three hours of pressure-packed excitement. Having seven flex positions is just <laughs> so fun for the auction because – Every strategy works. I can't wait. I really can't wait. It's going to be That's what's happening next year. Sorry, Ryan. And and by the way, if you can't attend the auction, you're auto drafting, you might as well just drop out of the league because you're done. You have no chance. There's really no way to auto draft when you make the rules this fucking weird. There's no way because any team, uh, whatever. It's 20 teams. It'll be amazing. But that's what. So, Ryan, I, I wouldn't say it was a. Huge endorsement of either team. I think it was a, it was an endorsement of the Panthers, a tepid nod to the Packers in his point, but he was more upset about the fact that he does not have a quarterback in the fantasy league than he was about <laughs> either decision. <laughs> totally fair, Ryan. Totally fair. Yannick has a bit more to say. Hey, Dan. Hey, Joe. Just finished listening to the semifinals, and goddamn, it's so sad you eliminated the Falcons. But I really understand you did not want to carry the baggage of other people, and honestly, you did the right thing. 
When we led the Packers on Sunday Night Football by 24 points, I still couldn't lean back and enjoy the game. No one should feel that watching sports. Yannick, that's our thing. We are going to win eventually. God damn it. Anyways, Yannick continues. But Packers versus Panthers finals is hell as a Falcons fan. On one hand, division rival Carolina with the smug Cam Newton at quarterback. I really hated them during their 15-1 season. All the bandwagon fans they attracted in my community. Actually, I really felt bad for the Panthers as they dropped back last year. But really, they are the mini saints of the NFC South. Fuck the Saints. On the other side of the ring is the Packers, maybe the most followed team outside of America. I don't know if I would hate them as much if they weren't the most covered team in the sports media. Honestly, every journalist is crawling up Aaron Rodgers' ass. You watch the Falcons-Packers game and have to watch five analysis about Rodgers and maybe one about the historically great offense of Atlanta. It's unbearable. The Packers are a one-man show. Don't be blinded by the masses of fantasy points Aaron Rodgers creates. Fantasy is not the real world. And remember, you're signing up to sit on one table with the worst fans in the NFL. Think about it. They literally don't know how it feels to not make the playoffs. So please, Joe, don't do the Rob transformation. You are not a dick. As much as I don't like it, be a Panthers fan. I promise we will welcome you with open arms and our respect-filled hatred and clash without any animosities. Don't fuck this up. Something in German. Have a great day. Super fan, <laughs> Yannick. I'm not even going to try. Not even going to try. Wow. For somebody with English as a second language, I assume, that is absolutely beautiful and eloquent. And Good work, Yannick. Yeah, he made me feel shitty about the choice too. Now, talk about talk about the negative. Yeah, good. Just well, just wait. Riley's going to make you feel twenty different emotions at the same time. But first, we've heard from Superfan Ryan. We've heard from Superfan Yannick. What does Rob have to say in support? I assume. I assume in support, but we never know what we're going to get from Rob of. His beloved Packers. Okay, well, I'll, I'll just give you Rob's whole take because I don't want to, you know, he's been a big part of this podcast, so we'll give him his due. He says, first off, I am still shocked you did not pick the Falcons to advance. God damn it, Rob. Getting it from everywhere. He's so smart. <laughs> the exciting offense. I love Rob so much. Team on the rise. The affordable stadium that you don't have to walk outside to get to from the hotel. <laughs> the fuzzy All on colas. the sky bridges. Then, being called the Chargers of the NFC, I thought they were a slam dunk. I also knew they were playing the Packers in week two, so it was set up perfectly. I was, I'm was. i still half expecting you to pull a surprise twist ending, call up Jay, and tell him that you picked the Falcons. I'll do it. Jay hasn't given me his number, but <laughs> if, we, if we get in the equine community, I'm sure we can figure out how to reach him. He said, secondly... My only animosity towards Packer fans has been to those that have questioned my loyalty. Summed up perfectly by the last guy who had the nerve to tell me to stop. The same guy that admitting to picket, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to fast forward all this. Okay. Uh, Give um, him his due, Joe. (laughs) All right. The same guy that admitted to picking them to be his team in 2010. As we're winning the Super Bowl, for fuck's sake. Where was he in 1986? All other Packer fans I've always embraced wholeheartedly, 
much like I would if you decided to become a fan. As much fun as it's been to be the villain of the podcast, it would be a fun to have a friend to watch games with. The kids can play together. We can root for the best quarterback in football. It'll be great. I'll even buy you a cheese head to welcome you in. If you're not wearing a hat, you're certainly not wearing a fucking cheese head. No, I mean, I'll see if I can find a cheese visor. That's the best I'll do. <laughs> cheese uh, visor. Yeah. I don't think so, Joe. I don't think so. He then sent me a uh, very strongly worded statement from the president of the Packers, Mark Murphy, uh, condemning uh, the president calling out uh, uh, NFL players who kneel, which was nice. So there you go. Very nice. All right, Rob. I would say tepid all the way around. Not, not you're bringing the fire that I know Rob's capable of, but you know, maybe at this point, Rob just wants to, kind of leave you to this decision he knows maybe the more he interferes the worse it could be for him yeah i mean rob rob is rob is putting for rob that's his best foot that's rob's best foot forward you know yeah i think it was it was was in control i think if if our president could have that same control we'd be much better off as a country so i applaud rob rob for president but now we get to the finale of this. We've got Riley, who, of course, God, Riley, you're amazing. <laughs> you just can't to color code it, to to do all the research, to to make points. I've got my own closing argument. My own closing argument, I have no doubt, is nothing compared to this. I'm not going to lie. I haven't even read this yet. Here's what we're going to go for. I'm just going to read it. And then you've decided... Well, now we can shift the whole Jedi thing around. You want to finish with the positive or finish with the negative? Because now I can do whatever you want, Joe. Well, you're still going to make your closing argument. So let's start with the positive, then go into the negative. My closing argument is going to be short and brief. Perfect. Riley is going to be the meat of this. Okay. Lay it on me, Riley. So you want to start with the positive and go to the negative. So I'm going to say the positive for both teams, and then I'm going to go to the negative for both teams, but in like snake order. Perfect. Hey, Dan. Dan you're making this way too complicated. Just go. Go. Shut up. Hey, Joe. Joe. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, Dan. I said I might not email again. Whoops. As thousands of words after this. Okay. So from the last episode, you wanted every possible reason for both sides so here i am coming as unbiased as i can possibly be even though he was very upset that he lost his last fantasy matchup by 0.02 fantasy points (laughs) but he beat me on a blocked field goal like riley i understand you like that's literally the smallest amount you can lose by but you beat me on a blocked field goal so like understand karma exists it's okay He's here as unbiased to present a case for why Joe should be a fan of either the Panthers or the Packers. First, before we look at a reason for or against the teams, I'd like to take a trip down memory lane and revisit the... (laughs) This is amazing. (laughs) I haven't even read this yet. I just... This is unbelievable. Riley, oh my God. Can Can you believe that we made a podcast and one of the super fans has done... So much work for this final episode, Joe. It's so great. It's it's a little bit scary. I I'm scared. I, 
I'm happy. I'd like to take a trip down memory lane and revisit the rankings Joe put on each of these teams so we can see what he got right and wrong. However, yes. I'm just going to point out what he got wrong because it's less reading for you, Dan. Thank you. Wow. For the Panthers, I would argue the owner is not a 5 out of 10. Jerry Richardson worked hard to get to owning the Panthers. Plus, bonus fact, if you've noticed over the years, Bank of America Stadium is the only stadium in the NFL to have an NFL logo at the 50-yard line instead of the team's logo. This is because Jerry Richardson was so grateful that he was allowed to own an NFL expansion franchise in Carolina that he put the logo there as a showing of his commitment to the league, and he has said it will stay there until he is dead. An owner that doesn't want his team to ever move. Pretty great, in my opinion. Much better than a five. The fan base is also interesting, and I think it's due to your story last week of keep pounding. There's a get up and grind kind of attitude that resonates with the fan base, whether they win or lose, and no matter what, they just keep going. I really like that and respect that, and I think that earns more than a two. What do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, if I recall, the reason why we gave the owner a bad ranking was, and my memory's a little fuzzy on this, but wasn't there some issue where he was saying, well, look, I'll never move the team, but you need to give me this money in case a subsequent owner ever tries to move the team. In case he dies. Right, there was some there was some weird thing like that. Well, you know and- what, Joe? Joe, normally I would say, I don't care, but this is important. I'm going to look it up. Okay. No, 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 yes, yes, (laughs) yes, 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 you're right, you're you're exactly right, Joe, he said that he was committed to Charlotte, but if he died, a future owner might move the team, so, right, that's why he needs a new stadium, yeah, I mean, just to, just to, I mean, to revisit these key points, I think, isn't out of bounds in a final episode. But just to look it up, Jerry Richardson is the only owner of a team that's a former NFL player. Right. We like that. He yeah. helped the bonus he got from winning the NFC Championship game in 1959 is what he used to open his first Hardy's franchise. That what gave him and that his franchise business ultimately grew to be worth tons of money. He then became the CEO of a company which was the parent company to Denny's. And basically, his entire career as a franchise owner started from the bonus he got from being in the NFL. Not just being in the NFL, but winning the NFL right. championship. Which is pretty great. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's the only owner that's ever played in the NFL. Yeah. So the negatives on him were that he was kind of a jerk in the NFL negotiations and there were the lawsuits alleging racial discrimination in Denny's. But I'll tell you, I, look, I'm not going to defend him. It, obviously, no company should have that. But I, I'm not sure if he was ever personally responsible for it. But frankly, maybe he was. I don't know. I'm not going to defend him for it. But Yeah, and, 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 and the NFL owners, I mean, <laughs> this category is like shades of terrible. I think on the fan culture question... I think we just rated that one lowly or low because um, you hadn't done the research, to be honest. Yeah. Well, Joe, it's a lot of fucking work. 
I don't think there was much research there. But well, now that I don't know research, which teams are going to have like really inspiring keep pounding stories and which ones aren't, you know? Do the totally. Jacksonville Jaguars have some inspiring story? I don't know. I don't know. Keep keep jagging, man. Yeah, jag it up. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think uh, I think that that the fan culture rating definitely should have been much higher. Absolutely. For the Packers, I think Mike McCarthy is more competent than presented. He hasn't squandered Aaron Rodgers' career as much as he's built it up. Well, he hasn't been the greatest in terms of competency and confidence, since you're using them interchangeably. McCarthy is higher than a four. The Packers are also too good, according to Joe's system. Sure, Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl quarterback, but saying that they'd be excited if they won another compared to most NFL franchises, ridiculous. The fact that the team won a Super Bowl six years ago and the fans still think they deserve more, they wouldn't be as excited about getting what Aaron supposedly deserves as much as they'd enjoy being able to show off their fandom with another Lombardi returning to Green Bay. So there you go. He thinks you're too too low on Mike McCarthy, too high on too good, too bad. I think there's a there's a good argument that they're too good, too bad was a little high, but I think Sean made was a well. Well, I thought it was a good point. It resonated with me. Maybe it doesn't with Riley or others, but the fact that you know this for how good this team is and how good this quarterback is, you would expect them to have more. That they have. They've underperformed for their potential. And in that way, there is a higher ceiling on where they should go. And so it would be exciting if they won again. But, I mean, I see his point. They've been a dominant team over the last two decades. So it's weird to say that they're not too good. All right. And now we will get into the meat of this. Joe, you said you wanted to start with the bad and finish with the good. Is that correct? Start with the good, finish with the bad. The higher seed, the Packers, have first choice, and they have chosen they are going to go first, and they are going to go last. So we are going to hear their four first, then we're going to hear the four for the Panthers, and we hear the against in reverse order. So the Packers, being a team that is owned by everyone is unique and great for the NFL. The fact that the fans own the team means that the team cannot do something the fans would not approve of because the fans own the team. Green Bay is a town built around football and is a great place to visit. The fans are passionate and love the team and let others know it. The Packers are also just a flat-out good team. And though personally, I think they're on the downslope of how good they could be, I'm sure they'll find at least three more years of high-quality football solely due to their quarterback play. Come on, Riley, you could write something more positive than that. The team is seen as the franchise other teams should be modeled by, even though it could never be replicated due to the unique ownership status. They have several rivals, some great rivalries, and not even in the division, and they have great moments throughout their history some of which Joe will get to start experiencing if he joins their fan base. Carolina. Carolina is a team who is likable on all fronts. Their owner, Jerry Richardson, works his way to owning a team, thankful for allowing a team to be in Carolina. Their coach, Riverboat Ron, who gambles sometimes when he shouldn't, but knows what he's doing. He's not breaking the rules of the road because he doesn't know them. He breaks them because he does know them. He will do things just to mess with other teams and will be wildly successful. They're players. Cam is a dork, but he's lovable. He interacts with fans and has a smile that could end a war, 
and many other players are great to root for. The fans, keep pounding and be part of a young team that has a culture of accepting runaways from other places. The social media is even incredibly entertaining and probably the best social media team in all of sports. Against. Carolina is a variable team. Like, extremely variable. Despite winning the NFC South three years in a row, from 2013 to 2015, Carolina has never had back-to-back winning seasons, ever. Carolina is inconsistent, and the fact that they struggle to find consistency, no matter who is playing or coaching, is quite concerning. On average, their win total varies by four and a half wins every year. Take the last few years. Wow. They won seven and a half games in 2014, then won 15 games in 2015, then dropped by nine wins to six and 10 in 2016. Well, this makes for an exciting team that you can never predict. It means that any version of success is incredibly short-lived, and I'm sure while it makes for a very exciting team, it's also very frustrating as a fan from year to year. And the Packers, the con. Packers fans will never have enough. If you sign up to be a Packer fan, Joe, you're going to be constantly bombarded with talk of how the Packers could have done this better or could have played better, oftentimes in games that the Packers won. As much as it's great to see what went wrong, a disproportionately large amount of Green Bay fans believe their team should make no mistakes and be perfect because, hey, they're professional football players, and hey, Aaron Rodgers deserves three more rings. And even if Aaron Rodgers gets those rings, it won't be enough for the fans. Wow. And Riley concludes, Well, Joe, this is it. I've laid out the spiels for both teams, and while I can tell you which team I want you to pick, I want you to pick the team that's right for you. I'll be in Minnesota at the Bucks vikings game this weekend, and I'll be in my newly acquired Adam Thielen jersey, happily listening to whichever team you pick, as this journey has been fun to listen to. I'm glad that soon after this email is read aloud, you'll have found a new place somewhere in the NFL to call home. Your neighborhood hypoglycemic, Riley <laughs> the diabetic. P.S. Fuck Amir Abdullah for that run. One less yard than I would have won. One yard. <laughs> Riley, that's amazing. Thank you. That was perfect. That's exactly what we wanted. It was great, Joe. I'm moved. I don't know if you want to respond or my my closing argument is I can only make it for one team, Joe. I don't know if you want to hear it. Yeah, let's hear it, Dan. Joe, I've never been to an NFL game. And I assumed that I had never seen any of the key characters in this play. I assumed that... These players were talking about Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, the Carolina Panthers. I've not seen. I've never been to the games. I, I, hell, I haven't been to a 49ers game or a Washington football club game. But by pure chance, I was reminded of a game I did watch in 2004 that I was at, and I'm sure, I have no doubt, that I was sitting next to Super Fantoni in the L.A. Coliseum, where the California Golden Bears were coming back against my 
USC Trojans at the time, a team that I was quite excited about and was watching. We'd get there early to get in the front row. And as these California Golden Bears were charging down the team, I did not know that their quarterback was Aaron Rodgers. And I did not know that Aaron Rodgers would become as great of a quarterback as he did become. But they charged all the way down the field. They were down 23-17. They drove the ball, you know, 70 yards down the field. And they had first and goal. And I remember the Coliseum getting as loud as I've ever heard it. You know, first down, second down, whatever. I don't remember. But I remember it got to fourth and goal. And the noise was deafening. Deafening. Aaron Rodgers takes the snap. He, he drops back. He surveys the field. He throws an incomplete pass down the middle. USC wins. USC eventually went on to win the national championship that year. Super Fantoni and I watched that game in Miami. But the point was, we saw Aaron Rodgers do what he did in that game and what he did in the game on Sunday night, which is what I would like to call Aaron Rodgers' face. He does the face of he knows he's great. He knows his own greatness, and he is, and I don't dispute it. But he's a dick about it. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is the Rob of the NFL. He knows he's better than everybody around him, and he, it's, There's a beauty about it, but there's also a sadness about it because nobody on the team can ever be as great as Aaron Rodgers, just as the Green Bay Packers fans know that they aspire to a level of greatness that's impossible. And it all centers around, A, his own greatness, but A, his own disdain for those around him who cannot match his level. Contrast this with the Carolina Panthers. The quarterback of the Carolina Panthers is Cam Newton, a person who is essentially persecuted by his very being every time he drops back. Look at the statistics about roughing the quarterback. Cam Newton is assaulted as a quarterback, does not get the flag. You watch the YouTube videos, you see this. You touch Aaron Rodgers, you touch Tom Brady, you get a flag. You Smash Cam Newton in the head. Nope, doesn't matter. Cam Newton's a big, tough guy. Jerry Richardson, the owner, recently unveiled statue out front of the stadium. It is a statue of Jerry Richardson holding the ball in the first down maneuver, surrounded by two Panthers. You would think that, hey, and people said, ugh, Jerry Richardson, what's his problem? Putting a statue of himself surrounded by two Panthers. I dare say that's fucking awesome. A, he played in the NFL. Now, granted, he wasn't very good, but I'm sure he made at least a single first down. Hey, he came from a player in the National Football League through hard work to owning a team and is proud of it every day. He knows he's not long for this world. Let the man have a statue of himself making a first down because by doing so, it is going to be the first time and the last time Anybody who ever played in the NFL will own a team. And that's legitimate. Jerry Richardson is a cocky guy. But you know what, Joe? So are you. Cam Newton is a cocky guy. But so are you, Joe. They're both cocky. They're a bit contrarian, I would say. And they're a bit, they're they're the underdogs here. You know, Cam Newton, if Cam Newton sat 
for the national anthem on Sunday, tomorrow, it would not surprise me. Although I'm sure he won't because Cam Newton's awesome and he's smart. But Cam Newton is a guy who constantly takes all the abuse for whatever reason you want to describe, Joe. I'm not going to put any labels on anybody. But Aaron Rodgers is a type of guy that anything he does, it's fine. The players around him are letting him down. And, and look, to a large degree, that's true. I'm, I'm not going to doubt that. But look, his shit don't stink. Cam Newton, on the other hand, Cam Newton literally can't do anything right. Cam Newton will be attacked for anything he does. And what does he do? He goes out there every week. He puts his fucking heart on the line. And the Carolina Panthers are the contrarian team. Not only are they contrarian to all of the fans in our fantasy league and NFC South corner, but they are the contrarian of the league. I mean, they have such a small fan base, but as you said, it's not vague. It's specific. The only choice, Joe, I don't even care about Rob. I don't even care about everything else. And look, you're a contrarian. You can do whatever you want. I say though to you to choose the green Bay Packers is to choose the path most traveled. To choose the path that the people on the street will say, oh, hey, you're a Packer fan. To, to choose the path that's easy. Whereas you, as somebody, as a discharger, you should choose a path that's harder. You should choose a path where you're the person walking down the street alone. You should choose the path where when your team wins, it will be a shock to not only the surrounding part, but a shock to everybody, you should become a Panther fan. And frankly, it's the right choice for you, Joe. You should be a Panther fan. Wow, Dan. That was very persuasive. So, is it time? I mean, Joe... I've got two polls in front of me, and I know we should only look at these until after you've made your decision, but we could also look at them before if you want to see what the masses want, but we shouldn't. I don't want to know. You can look. You can look if you want. No, I won't look. I, I, I'll look when you look. <laughs> Do you have any idea how hard it is for me not to look at these things? It's so I know. Hard. I know. No, no. No, I know. Um, okay. First of all, all that was incredibly helpful. I think what's been so interesting to me about this whole process is we started out with these, you know, 11, really, the drink was sort of a, a silly one, but these 12, 12 criteria. And, you know, first of all, the way that that criteria held up remarkably well from what we were just sort of like bullshitting about on the beach in Mexico, right? Like, I think we added the uh, division comparison we added on Tony's like suggestion. The, th- the third episode. <laughs> yeah. But like, more or less, it was what we talked about. And, you know, I, I think what's interesting about it is, and it's sort of like a broader life lesson too, in a way, is we had a set of criteria and you can judge anything by a set of criteria. But at the end of the day, the two teams that are in the finals, one of them sort of scored middle of the road on on a lot of them, low on some, and I mean, was a 14 seed. Maybe, you know, I think Riley makes some good points. Probably 
logically maybe should have been a 10 seed or 11 seed in terms of points, but it wasn't like they were, um, you know, top, top five. Yeah. It's seeding. a fifth seed versus the 14th seed. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. And the Packers were sort of, they scored, they were the only team really other than the chargers that actually scored like the opposite of a ranking, right? Like that there was a ranking that was designed with them in mind. Maybe you could say the Steelers too with Ben Roethlisberger uh, and um, the Washington football club, but they didn't make it up. Yes, right. Yes, so, yes. so it's interesting that like we, you have a criteria, but when you're picking something, a criteria is fine and good, but like at the end of the day, it really does come down to some of the stuff that you're talking about now, which is like the values that define you and maybe in your own self-conception as a person. And then the values that you can sort of glean out of that team or job or city or whatever it is you're deciding. Um, And I think on one hand, you know, we have two teams that when you come down to like the values that they represent are actually very, very different, which is what's exciting about this decision. So definitely, like you said, you have the Panthers who are persecuted who have a small fan base, who are underdogs. And I think you said it perfectly. I think I think the best way to say it, they are the contrarians of the league. I love that line. I think that's a great way of of describing them. On the other hand, I think I think it's a mistake to discount the things that are that the values that the Packers represent as like bandwagony or or cockiness in a bad way, right? Like I think that that the there's something that the Packers represent that I do like in sports. Like I, I'm not someone who, who hates the Yankees or at least like, well, I, I maybe do hate the Yankees. I sort of love to hate the Yankees. Like I, I, I appreciate a team that is striving not just for greatness and not just for winning a championship, but they're striving for, for, for perfection. They don't, you know, the, yeah. The Yankees don't want to just win the World Series. They want to sweep the World Series in four games, right? And that's And it any any season doesn't end in a World Series win is a is a failure. Yes. And there's something about that that I I'm sure you can imagine is attractive to a Charger fan who's like, "Oh, we went 9 and 7. <laughs> this is yeah, great." Yeah. You know. I mean, it's um, a team that made the playoffs 9 out of the last 10 years, like Right. Right, that there's, and not just because they're good, but because, god damn it, their fans expect them to be good. They better yeah. be fucking good. Yeah, and the, 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 you know, there's something nice about that that I don't think is a bad trait. And so I think it really comes down to, and just to mention again, the other value that they represent is that they are owned by the community, and that cannot yeah. be underscored enough as a huge factor. Yeah, absolutely. It and and as we've said in the previous one. Something unique to them that will always be unique to them. It can ne- no other right. team will ever match it, right. and they will never they will never change. Right. So Dan, I think this is it. I think I have to decide. Now, Dan, let me ask you this: Do you have a prediction that you want to like write down somewhere? I'm long beyond predicting you. I. I know you're a big contrarian. I think I know. I'll be interested to see the poll results because the the four poll choices are Packers, Panthers, 
Chargers or NFL boycott, and I'll be very interested to see what they are. <laughs> Where are those second two? Yes, that will be interesting. I, you should I, have I had people write I, in the pro and I have not looked at the results of either poll, and I, I will not do so until you make your choice. But um, I, I'll be interested to see what the fans think. I don't think either choice you can go wrong with. I think, you know, the Packers are a very exciting team, and, you know, the Panthers, obviously, as I've stated, I think there's so much there to to root for. So let's hear it, Joe. Okay. So as I think about this decision, I think I have a decision, Dan. I do. Not I think. I know what I'm going to decide. Let me just say, before I, I, I tell you what it is, Dan, I just want to say one thing. Losing an NFL team is terrible. It's like the worst thing that can happen. I mean, it's not the worst thing they have, but like for a sports <laughs> fan in in the sports world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happened to the Falcons was one of the worst things that can happen. What happened to the Chargers fan were was worse by far. Yeah, and, yeah. and I don't think Falcons fans would argue with me about that. Yeah. Um. There's nothing like it, and it should never happen again. Like I, even. If a team wants to move to San Diego, I will not root for that team because I don't want teams to move. It's awful. Um, that being said, it has been kind of an amazing thing to have this podcast come out of it. And I also want to say, Dan, you know, what what friendship? Who Who else in the world would spend this much time with someone they know talking about their team? And I appreciate you, Dan, and all the work that you put into it. And like, come on, man, that's... That's pretty amazing. Is this going to be like the end of the uh, Michael Phelps versus Shark episode where we reveal that this whole thing was a publicity stunt and you're not actually picking a new team? No. You you never were a fan of football in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) So look, through all the conversation, through all the criteria, through all the talk of pros and cons and celebrities and all that stuff. What matters most is like what is in my heart and what I feel when I watch the games. And as I think about these teams and I think right now, I'm very clear. There's no question in my mind that will always be a discharger. I'm now a Panther fan. Joe. I'm excited for you. Great That's choice, it, man. Joe. Great choice. I love it. I wish I put you in NFC South Corner. And I think, I mean, Superfan super fan Jeff probably doesn't want to get in on the bet now because his team's 0-2 and looks terrible. I'm sure Superfan Jay would love to make some wagers with you about your two forthcoming division games. It's too late. They're both in the bet now. They, They... By by downloading and listening to this podcast, they should have read the terms of service. They've agreed with that. <laughs> so, Joe, which <laughs> which poll questions do I reveal first? I've not looked at either of these. Oh, I'm there fascinated. Okay, right. There's, okay, so who are you rooting for, and who do you think you will pick? All right. so which one do you right. want first? Yeah, let's go in that order. I'd like to hear who people were rooting for. So, in the rooting for, oh wow, forty three percent Packers. 39% Panthers, so dead close. 11% Chargers, 
Chargers, 7% NFL boycott. Wow. There are... Wow. That's that's a lot of people that were rooting for me to do something that was neither team. Well, that's I'm surprised so many people are rooting for the Packers. Wow. I mean, I just don't understand our super fans. And... Who do you well, think? Well, I mean, we have a big pick? Packer following, Dan. Or we had, at least. They stopped listening now. They're gone. But I have to assume that people think you won't pick the Packers. And let's see what they said. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. Joe, the Tell same. Me. we've got the same number of votes on every poll, so I assume it's all the same people. 57% thought you would pick the Packers. Wow. wow. So 43% were rooting for the Packers, but 57% thought you would pick the Packers. Only 29%. Joe, you're such a contrarian. Only 29% thought you'd pick the Panthers, and the same 11%, the same, <laughs> the same 11% that were rooting for the Chargers also thought you'd pick the Chargers. They're diehards. I mean, that's just Bez voting a bunch, right? I mean, that's got to be. It's probably. Wow. And only one person voted that you would do the <laughs> NFL boycott. All right. Well, so we can, we can actually say that we, we had a shocking twist ending. Only 29% of the audience saw this ending coming. I guess we can say that. 70% is going to be shocked. Wow. I'm, I'm so surprised. It's just crazy to think of the difference of so many people are rooting for the Panthers, but I, I mean, I guess it's like I know you much better than they do, but I mean, wow. I'm so surprised that so many thought you'd pick the Packers. I mean, we do talk a lot about the Packers, so it's not, it's not you know, I, I, I can get why they would think that. But they've never been in the same room with you and Rob. That's true. That's true. That's true. But, but Rob didn't factor so much into this. But this is, you know what, honestly, it's not even a, an, an anti-Packer pick. Because at this point, like, I really do feel like the Panthers could have been matched up against anyone in the final. Yeah. yeah. They're the right team. They're just yeah. the right team. Yeah. And when Christian McCaffrey takes off, boy, it's going to be fun. Oh, I'm getting that. I'm getting a McCaffrey visor. No question about it. Who are your Panthers playing this week, Joe? Oh, I have no idea. I got to add them to my, like, ESPN whatever the fuck. They're hosting Jeff's Saints. Your oh. first division matchup. You Jeff. better – well, you can't actually talk trash to Jeff because that game will be played by the time this is posted. But talk trash pregame. So this is like you're locking it in pregame. Tell Jeff how badly your Panthers are going to beat up on the Saints. Jeff, by downloading and listening to this podcast, you've, you've, you've already agreed to, uh, to a fuzzy cola awarded to the winner of this game retroactively because you've already watched the game. What do you think about the Saints, Joe? Your rival Saints. Oh, don't you mean the Aints? <laughs> See, I'm good. Yeah. Huh? I already yeah. got it. I got it. Yeah. They're washed up, Joe. Drew Brees. But Dan, now now you and I are rivals. Yeah, I guess. I don't I mean Yeah. I, I, I think my team's gonna get the better of you, but sure. Oh whatever. You fucking Falcon fan think you're you're too good to be our rivals. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, my actual team comes from a division where I I admit I was a little dour on the team at 0 and 1 after we got jobbed out of a game. And uh now it's just funny that everybody in the division is 1 and 1 
and my Washington football club is like plus 500 to win the division, I think that's a good bet because I think all the teams fucking stink. Yeah, the Cowboys look really bad. Yeah, it's not good. I think they all stink, but I don't know. Football is stupid, Joe, but the Panthers are – the problem is I can't – the Panthers can't be my third team because the the Falcons are my second team, and I hope to be my first team. So are are they playing on Thanksgiving when when we can watch? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. No. Your Panthers are playing the Jets on Thanksgiving weekend, Joe. That'll be a great game. Uh, Dan, I'm very excited. How did we extend that one decision to two hours, Joe? I mean, how did we extend it to uh, like 40 plus hours? I have no idea. I have no idea. Dan, what a series. (sighs) What a series finale. How Um, do we end it, Joe? We've got to end it. Are we going to do any more podcasts or is this it? We're done. Well, so first of all, of all people, Rob suggested, I don't think it's a bad suggestion that we do not, this is the finale, but we do like a postscript, like an epilogue, maybe halfway through the season, check in. How's my Panther fandom doing? How am I feeling about the team? Could be a mini sode, whatever. If you're up for it, Dan, I'm totally up for it. I think it'd be fun. Oh, I'm up for it, Joe. Doesn't need to be a mini-sode, but, I mean, we won't be able to talk two hours about it. We'll <laughs> just talk about how your fandom is going. Our mini-sodes are, like, are, are usually an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I don't know. Season two, Dan, if I, you know, I think if the idea strikes us, absolutely. Yeah, no way. <laughs> I don't know what else to pick. I've, I've picked everything now. You've picked? This is such an amazing upset. I mean, it's a 14th seed, but it's the right choice like in internet forums if somebody was going to be defending cam newton it even before this series started would have been you absolutely no question about it this is awesome oh and i can't wait to tell the reddit fans too it's going to be great yeah they were they were great in that forum well dan this is the it champagne the champagne has been the champagne's been drunk been recorded by the time people are listening to it of course it's been edited so then it will actually be done (sighs) joe what a ride what a ride i disappointed a lot of people along the way (laughs) yeah but you know the the people that have listened to the last three episodes like they're they know what they're they know what they're into they know you were going to break hearts, but you were going to do so in the way that was honest for you. It's true. I do wonder if I had, if you and I had just said like, oh, we're not going to do a podcast, but let's sit in a room for like an hour and talk about what team you're going to pick and come out of it with a team. Yeah, we really should have done that. But I wonder if I would have come out with the Panthers or what I would have come out with. Who knows? Yeah. You should see the picture of Jerry Richardson, the statue. And it's just a, the perfect thing for you to defend where it's like he's got two Panthers next to him and himself. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. But everybody's like, ass. oh, we, what an egotistical make. It's like, no, fuck you. If I owned a team, that would be the least of the statues. That would be <laughs> that would be the statue to, it, at the entrance of my giant statue museum. If you owned a me. team, the, the, the stadium would be shaped like your hair. And, like, there would be sections like the front of Joe's hair. Oh, 
Oh, you're in the back of Joe's hair? Wow. Those are great seats back there. <laughs> I might change the team name to the Carolina Joes. <laughs> Look at this. Wow. It's a good name. This is a, this is a, this is a great statue. It's beautiful. And wait, could you put the hair on the helmet so that they have like they oh, all the look like be, they've got yes. your hair? Though I, I would worry that, that that the defense would like pull the hair to tackle the players. Yeah, they're allowed to do it that. Might be they're allowed to do that. That's legal. <laughs> it's a legal move to pull the helmet hair. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It, it would have to be like fall away so they like grab it and it just rips off like a toupee. Which actually might help, because then they're just left grasping <laughs> you're right, you're this right. beautiful they're hair. Grasp, they're just grasping the hair. <laughs> also, you know, my hair grows really quickly. I need a lot of haircuts. It could all be made out of my actual hair. Wow. <laughs> this is, this right, is a Joe. great idea. Joe, hey, Dan. We're, like, we're like, what, a billion dollars away from owning a team? Yeah, yeah, but, but, but we'll get there. We'll get there, Joe. Keep working in the. You know what I got to do, Dan? The social keep organizing pounding. space. Just got to keep pounding. Keep, keep pounding. Keep pounding, Joe. Get that first union. Yeah, I don't know. It's really you. Really didn't pick the right line of business to own an NFL team. Wrong career. I got to own a franchise of uh, hamburger yeah. shops. I've I've got an outside shot, Joe, but uh, really, really outside. Got to get a lot of Powerball tickets. <laughs> All right, Dan. This is it. We're done. Wow. All right. I'm Thanks, sad Dan. to see it go, but I'm happy to see it go. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have to edit. Keep pounding. Keep Joe. pounding. Keep pounding, Dan. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you, everyone. We already we already said our thank yous like halfway through. Anybody is still NFC listening. South Corner. All right, yeah, and, and right. for anybody still listening, all right, I'll just, just say the, the token. Email at vip at com. Say what you think about Joe's decision. If and when we do our future mid-season podcast, we'll read everybody's thoughts about the matter. So get them in. Let's hear your feedback. Even if... We don't do a podcast for a while. I'll read them and send them to Joe. Now, Dan, here's a question. Do we want people now to go on and rate us so that like future people who are picking NFL teams find this podcast? No. I mean, probably not, right? No. <laughs> no. I mean, they can if they want, but there's no point, Joe. I, I, we, we found our 100 core fans – and those are our 100 core fans. And they're beautiful every, people. They're, everyone listening is a, is a beautiful snowflake. And you know, the world can't handle us, Joe. Can't handle us. Th- that is true. All right, Dan. That's it. Wow. Panther <laughs> fan Joe. I want to see you. You need to take a picture of yourself. Wearing your Panther visor and send it to me so I can put that in the secret lounge so everybody can see you in all your glory rooting for your Panthers. And you should be playing Madden and sub in Christian McCaffrey as you're running back and run a screen pass. That is the most Joe you can be supporting a team. You know, by the way, we, we, we rented that Madden game. I forgot to return it. So I ended up paying like 40 bucks for that Madden game. 
Oh no! Joe. I just bought it at that point. You should have bought it, Joe. God you got screwed. <sighs> well, thus the series ends on that perfect note. Perfect note to end the series. All right, thanks, Dan. Thanks, everyone. See you, Joe.